Welcome back to Two Tarot Nerds. This is a podcast with me, Jolie, and my friend Di, where we sort of talk about tarot, but really just talk about the experience of being human. This is another test episode, so please forgive its rough edges. We are figuring this out on the fly. We're playing with format as we go, and eventually we'll figure it out and the episodes will become more polished. But for now, we're having fun exploring what we want this podcast to be. Something Di and I talked about when we stopped recording was about how this podcast is very much meant to be a snapshot of how two people approach using tarot as a tool, showing you real snippets of our lives and how the cards show up for us. We aren't trying to tell you what the cards should mean to you or how you should use them, but more just trying to illustrate that there's lots of ways to approach your deck and lots of ways that that looks like and that feels like, and there are a lot of different stories contained in the cards. So this week we chatted about how we're feeling, our resistance to trust, and why sometimes we just put off drawing the cards in the first place. So if you want to hear two friends talk about life, tarot, and everything in between, sit back, get a snack, and enjoy. Just a quick heads up before we go into the episode, we do use adult language. So if that's something you're concerned about, or you have people around you who might not want to hear that, Please pop in your headphones and then go ahead and dive in. So I thought we could start today how I like to sometimes start my coaching calls, which is like acknowledging what's going on. Like, what are we bringing to this space today? So Mm -hmm. I'm tired. It is hot. And I'm not going to tell the temperature because it's a lot hotter where Di is and I shouldn't be (laughs) complaining. But I am hot. I am tired. I have a little headache. I'm at a point in my cycle where my brain is just not super functioning well. And so I'm not saying any of that to complain. I just think it's important to like acknowledge like this is the baggage that's coming with me today of just like I am tired and my brain is on slow mode. How are you today, Di? <laughs> yes, it is definitely hotter here, but at least I have air conditioning. So (laughs) it's working really hard. But anyway, Um, so yeah, the hot is not helping. My brain is definitely like, somewhat in anxiety mode about that. And it's funny, because I I was thinking this morning, like, okay, great, we're gonna like, do another episode. Part of my brain's like, it was so much fun last week. And like, I mean, we just did it and it was done. And then part of my brain was like, you you, you can't think you can have fun every week. <laughs> That's not allowed. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, brains are really annoying like that sometimes, especially anxious ones. <laughs> I totally get that of like, Will it be as fun as it was last week? Like, when will this get hard? I think that's what my brain is doing of like, okay, but when will this be hard? And when will it suck? And when will you want to quit? Is this the week? Is this the week we hate it? Is this the week Die stops being my friend because (laughs) we like made a disaster of a podcast episode? 
yeah and part of me was like it was not the most comfortable thing in the world because we just like we threw it together and we put it out there but i kind of liked it <laughs> and you know part of me is like well that's that's not allowed it was too easy <laughs> we cannot be having that so yeah that's kind of where my brain is at this week yeah um, i was just checking because I think it's kind of fun for prosperity purposes. So we are recording test episode two. 14 people have listened to test episode one. So if you were one of them, thank you very much for listening. And thank you very much for coming back. We appreciate it. And if you're new, you should go back and listen to the first episode. And then come back and listen to this one. It's only two episodes. You should catch up while you can before like you're entering <laughs> into like episode number 50 or whatever. And there's like a full back catalog. So we've acknowledged what's on the table today. Shall we dive into our cards for the week? Sure. All right. I'll go first because I made you go first last time. Fair um, enough. So I pulled another three card spread. And this is something we kind of talked about in the middle of the week of I may not and you may not pull a three card spread every time. This is just like what feels good right now. Sometimes this changes. Sometimes I might just pull one card. I don't know. We don't know. I don't know. It's an ever-evolving relationship with tarot. <laughs> but this week, I pulled three cards. My prompts were what energy or what am I being invited to put down? What energy would be helpful or what am I being invited to pick up? And what's kind of the energy that's running underneath those or connecting those? The reason why I went with put down and pick up one, it felt intuitively like that's kind of the words that formed in my mind as I was thinking about it. But then it really seemed to connect with last week's supportive energy of Ten of Wands, which was like, what do I need to put down? And then leaning into Page of Wands, which is like, which wand am I going to pick up? So continuing with my theme of like sticking with something longer than just a split moment, sticking with something longer than just the card of the day and even sticking with something longer than just cards of the week of like, okay, like this, I don't exist in tiny little boxes of like, here's what happened last week. Cool. Shove that one on the shelf. New box comes out and like nothing happened before. Right. It's not like a, it's, it's continuous. So I continued with the theme of like, okay, clearly I'm needing to put some stuff down, pick some stuff up. Um, and so, yeah, what cards would be helpful for that? So what would be helpful to put down? I got nine of cups. And if you listen to episode one, you'll know that my what to let go of was 10 of cups. So I feel a little bit like I've been sent back a grade that, um, <laughs> they were like, you didn't get 10 of cups quite yet. So we'll make it a little easier. We'll give you nine of cups, which, you know, is just my... It's my own little joke with my tarot deck. It's, you, no one else needs to feel that way when, when their cards go backwards. But Nine of Cups is quite a personal card for me, and in particular in this deck. So I'm using the Next World's tarot deck, and photos of our cards will be in the show notes, which is twotarotnerds.substack.com. It's all linked below. Um, so you can see pictures of the cards, but I'm using Next World Tarot and Nine of Cups has come for me in this deck 
many times. I'm not sure if I've ever drawn it in any other deck that I have, but this one, it comes up a lot. And in the next world tarot, the cards are assigned like a keyword and they're also assigned or she also gives like the astrological connection for the cards. So nine of cups is labeled happiness, which is very kind of keeping in line with how a lot of other tarot decks see the nine of cups, uh, but it's uh, astrological connection is Jupiter in Pisces. And I have Jupiter in Pisces. <laughs> so I like feel this energy quite a lot. And so for those of you who are not astrology nerds, Jupiter is a planet of like expansion and growth and abundance and like enthusiasm and luck. If we have good and bad planets, which we don't really do, but like Jupiter is a friendly planet, a kind planet. Um, and Pisces is a sign that is, can be very dreamy, very creative, very idealistic. And so you put this planet of like expansion and abundance in a sign that is quite dreamy. I always think of this as my joy is not meant to be crumbs card, like a reminder that we're not just settling for crumbs, like we deserve the whole damn cake. The problem with Jupiter and Pisces or like the shadow side to Jupiter and Pisces is there's an overgiving that can happen. Like we're just so caught up in the like, I, I am expansive and I can give and it's dreamy and it's idealistic and it's like this giving and giving and giving and giving without ever like pausing to refuel or also like ruining the cake by adding too much sugar, like over, <laughs> over the dreaminess and like over idolizing. So anyways, it's a kind of a long a long background to this card but yeah so when I get nine of cups in the like what to you need to put this down it, it can be two things for me it can be am I over idolizing a situation am I giving too much or pouring too much of myself into something and I'm not being like quite realistic about it I have like rose tinted glasses but it can also be this like are you stuck in scarcity about your happiness and do you need to let that go and and fully embrace the idea that like joy gets to be as big as it wants to be whenever i see nine of cups come up particularly from this deck i'm already ticked off with my deck i'm already like really really we're just gonna do nine of cups again like fine so we'll circle back around but it's the background of nine of cups. So then in what to pick up, I got the fool, which is interestingly, I found, or I thought was interesting. The planet connected with the fool is Saturn and Saturn is a planet of like rules and restrictions and guidelines. And it felt very opposite to nine of cups being ruled by Jupiter and Pisces, which is kind of just like everything goes, we can do everything all at once and still have more to give. And Saturn's a bit more like, no, the, the party needs to have a start time and an end time and you need to go to bed and like, make sure you clean up before you go to bed. But the fool is an energy of like leaping of trusting of, yeah. How would you describe the fool? What comes up for me a lot is like that, like the fool doesn't know what's not possible. Like they're just like, I'm just going to like 
throw myself in there and see what happens. And which fits with my like letting go of the idea that like I can't have a lot of joy or like a scarcity mindset about joy and then picking up the idea of just like everything's possible, like just leaping in and underlying these. This is what really I was doing fine with nine of cups and I was doing fine with the fool. And then we get to the energy that's underneath both of these or is connecting these, the thread that ties them together. And it was King of Pentacles. And it's called, like its label in this deck is the throne of security. And I was just like, it's about fucking trust, isn't it? (laughs) Which the irony of ironies is that I booked in for a tattoo. I'm getting, it's, uh, I booked it in this weekend and I'm getting it next week. I'm getting the word trust tattooed on my wrist because I have such a hard relationship with trust and my friend Ellie started doing this thing or shared with me this thing where she writes trust on her finger um, and I kind of picked it up from her and it always everything always comes back to trust whenever I'm in like a spiral whenever I'm in anything like even like this right we opened up of like will this still be fun today can we still do this today and the answer is trust right trust that we'll always find our way back to fun. I fucking hate it. I hate it. I don't want to (laughs) trust. I want to know. And so of course I'm doing what I do and I'm like tattooing it on my body because that's how I, that's how I cope with things. I'm like, cool. Well, well, I'll learn this one way or another. So it just was amusing to me that like when King of Pentacles came out and it was called Throne of Security and I was like, fuck, I have to trust. Like if I trusted in security, how would that change how I approach Nine of Cups and how I approach the Fool? Or how would that change what I put down and what I pick up if underlying it all was a belief in my security and a belief in my ability to be okay and my belief that I will be loved and supported no matter what, which, yeah, is like Nine of Cups, right? Nine of Cups is just like leaning into the abundance and... So I probably change how I interpret like the the question let go like what do I need to let go of or what do I need to put down I like probably change my interpretation of that all the time but like for me in this spread again looking at the whole cards as a as a whole it's not that I need to put down the nine of cups energy it's like putting down the blocks that stop me from embracing my nine of cups energy um and that's just because i have this very personal relationship with nine of cups where it regularly will come up in moments where and i and i had a just like full disclosure i had a big crying fit about this on saturday so it's like deeply personal and deeply present right now about like will i be loved will i ever be more than like a support role to people like i have this idea like that people like me for they're like oh I like I need Jolie right now and she's great and she fits into my life right now but then the minute like I don't fit or the minute like they don't need me anymore like they're I've helped them they've healed they've moved on (laughs) like then I'm just like left behind and like so underlying these of like and then the fool picking up the fool is like you said of just leaping without needing there to be a safety net of just going and just 
being like, yeah, I think I can fly. That's, it's totally fine. I'm just going to hop off this cliff and I can fly. I don't, I don't need a safety net there. So basically my cards told me to trust and I'm pissed off at them about that. <laughs> and that, and that's my week. That's, that's my cards this week. Uh, as is often the case with us, I'm like listening to you and I'm like, wow, like we have so many of the same issues. <laughs> Yeah. They, they like come out in different ways and they have like different like background and all but yeah no boy the whole i just have to fucking trust yeah that that like like hits me pretty hard as well yeah <sighs> it's a tricky one but it's always fun when the cards when the cards just point it out to you and i will say i did like just pull these cards because i put it off for the past 48 hours I was like, last night, I was like, oh, I'm going to pull my cards. And then I didn't. And then didn't do it this morning. And then it was like 3.30 and we record at 4. And I was like, I should pull my cards. <laughs> so there's already a lot of resistance going into this. How about you? What came up for you? <laughs> um, so I also like did not pull my cards until like an hour or two before we did this. P part of why I didn't do it um, earlier is because I was in the mode of agonizing. Do, do I just do the same prompts as we did last week? Like, does it need to change every week? Do I have to do exactly the same questions that Jolie is doing? <laughs> like my brain loves to make sure that I am doing it the right way. <laughs> and there is no such thing. So I did start kind of loosely where we did last week with the ideas of releasing and support and moving forward. But I changed the first one because it just feels like sometimes saying like, what do I need to release? That's almost a step too far. It's like, first let's acknowledge. Um, and what I changed into is what, what am I holding on to that is making it hard for me to move forward? Like I may not be ready to like release it or put it down. Let's at least like look and see what it might be. Yeah. <laughs> It's like baby steps. And then my second one was where can support come from this week? And my third one was what can help me replenish my energy this week? Because that's kind of my theme for this summer. A lot like you were talking about, like I do spend a lot of time like doing things for other people. And I'm trying to finally acknowledge that like you, you cannot do that forever and expect to be able to do anything. <laughs> Like you have to get some of it back at some point. So my card for what am I holding on to was the Ten of Swords. And then for support, like where can I come from? Um, I never know if it's Hierophant, Hierophant, one of those. Anyway, yeah. that card. <laughs> and then the replenishing one was Six of Pentacles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just laughed. I'm just like... That's like the ultimate in like, it has to be a two way street. <laughs> like you can't like, you know, unless you're also receiving, uh, like you mentioned, we'll have pictures of the cards in the show notes because the 10 of swords, I'm using the light Sears deck. Like I did last week. That, that was another one of my, should I use the same deck? Should I use a different deck? And I decided, you know what, I'm going to stick with this one because it's the one I feel most comfortable with. Mm. And especially just starting out with this, I'm like, okay, let me go with the one where like, I don't have to think too hard about the cards. I'm comfortable with these cards and all like, I can just like do the other stuff. <laughs> so for now, you know, I'm, I'm looking at that, but most decks, um, and I may put 
a photo of another one of the show notes so people can see if they're not familiar. But in most decks, the Ten of Swords card is something, sometimes a person, sometimes an object or whatever, with a whole bunch of swords stuck in it. (laughs) It's like, it's like, it's kind of a dark card in some decks. What's interesting is in the Lightsers deck, it's actually someone who is then like recovering or healing from all of those wounds. And so what actually came to mind is how you and I have talked fairly recently, because it's come up for me a couple of times with the three of swords, the idea of like, you can't move forward and continue on and heal and whatever until you deal with the swords. Like they got to come out. You've got to go through that, even if it, you know, make it worse before it gets better, (laughs) but to be able to move into that. And so it made me think about, it's like, okay, like what wounds am I holding onto? What am I not letting heal that is keeping me from moving forward? And I mentioned a little bit last week in our first episode that I've been for a while wanting to make changes with my business stuff. And just in the last week or so, I really hit a point of like, got to happen cannot like keep going the way i've been going and so much stuff has come up for me in this last week around like stories around when i've ended jobs in the past and like what does it mean to decide that i'm not going to do something anymore and like my brain likes to think well it's i mean that's obviously failure even though you're just like deciding that you want to do something different yeah, so much stuff that I'm like, well, like, it's amazing how many things that you think that you have healed or moved past that are still there. Yeah, all the swords you've collected. Yeah. And so then on the support, I like the Hierophant card in this deck. In some decks, especially like the traditional Rider weight, it has more of a like religious connotation. And this doesn't. Like, I'm okay with spiritual. Definitely not into religious, but also the idea of like a teacher or mentor. And so I can't make up my mind what to think about this one today, because I go back and forth with the idea of like, I don't like to ask for help. And so like, in part, it could be like, okay, support could come from somebody outside. But then I also don't trust myself. So sometimes it's like, okay, like maybe I need to trust that I already have some of the things. And so like, I just, I just go in a circle. <laughs> yeah. And it was interesting though, cause then when I thought about the six of pentacles and the idea of replenishing and all, and those two together, <laughs> I've had this uh, conversation. It's come up repeatedly now with my therapist because it's a story that I keep going back to. We joke that I like, I have like a ledger or spreadsheet in my head that like lives there because again, like I do everything for everybody else, but I feel like I cannot receive anything, be replenished with anything without like balancing that out by doing it for somebody else, regardless of the fact that I've already put out so much energy, you know, every single time it's like, well, that doesn't count like this particular instance, like I have to make sure it all like comes out exactly equal. And just the idea that I could just like accept stuff 
and not feel like I have to pay it back specifically, like regardless of what else I have done. And it's funny because you mentioned like things, you know, from last week to this week, like this is an ongoing thing, kind of like the trust thing. It's like, oh, yeah, not even asking for help, but like even allowing the idea that, yeah, that I'm allowed to, to have help and that I don't have to somehow balance that out with like the stuff that I'm doing for other people. Because sometimes it's not even about the asking, right? Sometimes it's literally just about the receiving. Like when the universe gift wraps things and sticks your names on it and hands it to you. <laughs> and then you're like, is this mine? Can I take this? And it's like, I'm fucking giving you a gift. Please take it. Uh, yeah. What came up when I was in the shower and I was thinking about stuff and I'm like, this all makes so much sense. I'm an oldest child. I have three younger sisters. So it was always my job to like do things for other people. I, I hate the word, but like, it, so as a kid, I was identified as a gifted student. And I mean, that's something that goes with you, but that whole idea of I do things really easily, figure things out. So not only do I not need help, but then it's my job to help everybody else because I've done all my work. And mm -hmm. so like now I can go help the people who like it doesn't come as easily to them. And so that's the only way it's allowed to be. And I carried that totally into adulthood. It's like, you know, it started off in school and that's like how I've done every job I've ever had. And so then I'm like, well, no wonder I'm resistant to the idea of changing stuff in my business or like getting a part-time job because my brain thinks that's like the only way that it can happen. And I'm like, fuck that, not doing that anymore. <laughs> so then how the heck do I like, what, what do I do? It's like the only thing I know how to do, not willing to do it anymore. Now. <laughs> so that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. And that to me, that really speaks to the ending nature of 10 of swords of like, mm -hmm putting down or no longer engaging in these swords that are have been hurting you and you're like cool like i'm pulling them out and i'm healing and i'm walking forward but we don't we haven't turned like we don't have the other half of that story yet we just have the like not doing that anymore and then it's just like <laughs> yeah the, you're like okay what's next but like the what's next hasn't been laid out yet and that's that's okay it's just really really sticky in that spot and uncomfortable it's funny because as you said that that reminded me of something else that came up like after the fact when i was thinking about it is that idea of so most of the time with the ten of swords card you see it it's like someone like they've been stabbed in the back specifically yeah. And this one, like it shows the person healing, but again, it's still the back of them. And I'm thinking like, so where my brain went was like, okay, you know, we talked about the three of swords and they're typically in a heart. And I'm like, well, those you could pull out, but I'm like, no way am I like pulling 10 swords out of my own back and like healing those wounds by myself. Yeah. Which is mind blowing to me. Like, what if like, I cannot do this without getting help from somebody else. And boy, I don't like that idea at all. Yeah. 
But you mean, yeah. and also you have been getting help, right? Like you've been leaning into friendships and mm -hmm. you've been leaning into therapy. And so I wonder if there's yep. like some, especially like element to the hierophant, however we're saying that word, of like acknowledging what you've done so far and the ways yep. in which like you have healed and leaning into like rooting into that of like you are capable of receiving and yeah you, you're absolutely right that like there are a lot of things and i tend to not acknowledge them but like we wouldn't be doing this podcast <laughs> if i wasn't like hadn't opened myself up to the idea that i do not have to do everything by myself <laughs> and that like we can work together and also have fun just looking at my cards and thinking if there if there's anything <laughs> new that's come up i feel like i'm quite resistant to even look at them too deeply which is interesting i wonder i'm curious like what do you do when you feel a lot of resistance with the cards that you pull for the week or for the day or for whatever like do you ever get that feeling where you can just like feel yourself like not even wanting to look at them and you're just like i'd like i'd like a whole new deck please could i just like redraw them all <laughs> We'll just pretend this didn't happen. I was about to say, like, yeah, sometimes I'm like, maybe I should, like, draw some more cards. I will say that seldom works. Like, I'm like, I'll just pull an extra one. It usually does not make things any easier. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've tried. Yeah, no, there's definitely times where I'm like, uh, I don't like these cards. Yeah, let's, can we just start over? Yeah, the only other thing I can think right now is, like, yeah, just, and I have to remind myself about, this about other things, not just her. It's like, you're allowed to not like the cards. Like that might just be the way, the way it is this week. Yeah. Cause I also find myself, I'm like, well, you know, I, I have to fix it. And it's like, well, no, maybe, maybe I don't. Maybe I just have to like, just go, okay. And just keep going. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because my sort of assignment um, this week-ish for my therapist was to feel my feelings. And I and it's interesting to me that I want to jump over the feeling of resistance. Like that's still a feeling or a sensation that I immediately like want to just ignore. Like I, I don't want to sit with the resistance towards the cards. And that also feels wildly nine of cups of like cups feelings and emotions and like an abundance of emotions and i'm like no i won't i don't want an abundance of emotions please thank you i'll have like one little emotion and i will feel that one little one and then i'll like tick it off and i'll move on to the next thing i'm like i don't want to feel a lot of things <laughs> uh so yeah that's very interesting and it makes me think what does the fool have to say about feeling feelings. I feel like the fool is very unarmored. The fool sort of being at the beginning of their journey, but also not necessarily the beginning. I don't feel like fools are just, you know, at the start. Like I don't think of fools as being like brand new or like innocent in some way, but mm. that fools are just, they know how hard the world can hit and they're willing to go in anyways. I'm like, oh, that's uncomfortable. In this image, he has like the maps are at his feet 
not caring about the maps, not caring about, you know, the destination of where they think they should go. They're just like ready for the next adventure. And I find myself, particularly if my next adventure is a cups adventure, found myself very resistant. I feel like I'm still picking up pieces from my last adventures. And like, I've had a lot of things end recently. Well, not even recently. I keep telling myself, this is interesting. I keep telling myself it's recently. And this isn't to say like, oh, you know, it's been so long. I should be over it already. But just that like, it's actually not that recent. And I've been doing this new thing for quite a while, but I've had, you know, so businesses come to an end in all of the best ways. It was my decision. I sent them off to very nice, loving new homes. I like am very happy with my decisions. But yeah, I've had businesses come to an end. I've had relationships come to an end. And I feel like I'm barely on solid ground. It's just interesting to observe those feelings come up of like Nine of Cups and all her happiness and all of her abundance and just loving on life and the fool being like, I don't need maps. I'll just go where the wind takes me. And this King of Pentacles who's just sitting on their throne of security and like trusting that it will be okay. Those are tough energies to tap into. So yeah, I think I have some, it'll be interesting to sit with these cards for a full week. And, and this is particularly why I'm like I've talked about multiple times now, uh, not drawing cards every day, but to just keep sitting with these and to keep journaling with these. And if I have any realizations or light bulb moments, I'll bring them to next week's episode. But yeah, those are just kind of, we're here to share like a little bit about the cards, a little bit about how they're connected. But yeah, I don't, I don't need to have light bulb moments every week while we draw tarot cards. It's, it's unrealistic. It's not yeah. quite how it works. That sometimes you just draw cards and you're like, wow, these are sticky this week. And that's, that's the lesson. So that's been our cards for this week. Hope you found that helpful. Show notes, as always, link will be in the description. You can go um, see the cards that we pulled, look them up in your decks, let us know how you interpret the cards the same or differently as us. And if you've enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, even if they don't like tarot, come bring them over, bring them over into our world. And it will be super helpful. You can also like rate and review and leave a star rating on your podcast app that also helps us get found but yeah thank you for sticking with us while we're still figuring out the format figuring out what we're doing here but yeah thank you for listening to two friends just have a chat about tarot and we'll be back next week